Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Sunday, December 27th, 2020, the Christmas special. Dad's getting a feel for his hat there. Uh, What's going on? How are you? What's happening? My name is Quinn, and this is my show, and we are coming to you live from Oregon, the uh, 41st state. I don't know. Does anyone know what number it was? One after Minnesota. One after Minnesota, earlier than 41, I suppose. 37, that's my guess. Um, We are coming to you live with a very special guest and a very special holiday episode. Uh, First, he needs no introduction. Friends of the podcast know his company very well. We're going to be talking about that in a little bit here. But my dad, Steve Furness, welcome to the show. What's going on? Well, it's great to be here, Quinn. Appreciate you having me on. Wow. Glad you could come to see us. This feels like the uh, SNL sketch with uh, Molly Shannon and what's her name? Uh, Delicious Dish or whatever it's called. Um, Anna something, guest dyer, is that her name? Yeah. Um, Except instead of uh, tasting holiday balls from Alec Baldwin, we are doing a little, little Debbie hostess crossover blind taste test and we're going to be jumping in in just one second here Um, i just want to go over the ground rules and then one other thing before we get started so it's kind of imperfect It, it could be better but basically i went to the grocery store and bought four different kinds of snack cakes two hostess two little debbie i didn't really know which ones i wanted going in there was kind of a limited selection but that's okay and we, uh, so I know the four that are here, I prepared them. They're covered with these nice little red napkins here, very festive. And we're going to be blind taste testing them. And I don't know which order they're in. So I know overall what's going on, but I am kind of curious to see just how it goes. Sometimes you watch like the Gordon Ramsay kitchen nightmare shows and they do blind taste testing and there are ones that you think are going to be really easy that are really hard and vice versa. I think there's one where it's like potato and she says hard boiled egg or something. So I don't know. It seems embarrassing, but we're going to see how it goes. I've got my hat here and we're going to be getting ready to get started in just one second. Uh, Dad, have you ever done a blind taste test before? Well, I will tell you a story about when I was in fifth grade um, we did a, uh, we did a, uh, something about taste in my fifth grade class, and our teacher came up with the idea of having us uh, blindfolded and tasting different things, and then um, trying to figure out and write down what they were. And I remember specifically eating something that I really didn't like, and having to go to the lavatory, which mm. is what they called it back then, and throw up. So wow. I threw up in fifth grade after my taste test. Hopefully this one won't be quite as dramatic. Was it a snack cake or something different? No, it was like boiled egg or coffee or so. I don't remember. Mm. It was kind of gross. Yeah, but doesn't no. sound like fun. Okay. Well, I know we normally start off our shows in the past month and a half or so with our Real Housewives of Salt Lake City recap. I do just want to briefly mention it so that the fans aren't freaking out. Um, There was a new episode on Wednesday night, Festivus, I think. It wasn't terribly exciting. 
It started off, I didn't even look at a recap before I started recording this, so I, I can't really recall. But it started off the, like part two of Sundance. Um, Brooks was walking, Meredith was walking, Whitney was walking. Um, so that was kind of cool. There's a lot of drama between Brooks and Meredith and her estranged husband, Seth, who wants him to move to um, Canton. And it was just like not as dramatic as it should have or as it, more dramatic than it should have been anyways not that much happened there wasn't a lot of Jen Shah Mary uh, Cosby drama and then the big like teaser for next week is apparently there's rumblings that Meredith um, has a boy toy on the side that we haven't been introduced to yet, which might be why they're separated. We don't really know. Um, but I'm not sure when the next episode is going to be. I'm not sure if they're taking any breaks or anything um, or if we'll just go full steam ahead. Although next Wednesday is, um, what, the 30th? So we'll see. If there is a new episode, I'll miss it because I'll be flying. But um, I don't know. Dad, who's, who's been your favorite housewife so far? I have no idea what you're talking about. That makes sense. Okay, that's a perfect time. Uh, so we've got the plate here, um, and I have no idea which one is coming up first, but I'm going to put my uh, do-it-yourself blindfold over my head, this hat that dad or mom probably got for me about 10 years ago, and it just lives out here. And uh, I think I have a good sense to reach. Um, and again, I did my best to cut them up into smaller pieces because it would be a dead giveaway with, you know, one or two of them uh, if you didn't do that, I think. But yeah, we're going to go ahead and get started here. This is our first test. Dad, are you all set to go with the blindfold? Quinn, have you ever done this show blindfolded before? Nope. This is my first time. Okay. We are breaking ground in our second to last episode, year three of the Beantown podcast. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so I'm removing the napkin. And the plate is here. You can kind of hear it. You'll just have to reach around your um, your computer there. And I assume I'm still talking to the microphone, I hope. Okay, I've got my, my piece, and I'm going for the bite. I think I, <laughs> I think I hit my microphone with my snack cake. All right. Viewers on the YouTube stream can probably already see what My microphone fell. <laughs> But, okay, Dad, give me a give me a description. What do you taste in there? Uh, I'm just putting it in my mouth. Okay. Well, I'm getting it's kind of fluffy, airy. It's a nice vanilla, probably lots of high fructose corn syrup. Not getting a lot of natural flavor. Mm, but let me get a second bite, and Dad, feel free to hop in here. Well, I tell you, as a veteran of 58 years of snack cake eating, um, I'd put my money on a Twinkie there. All right, let's remove the blindfolds. That sounds good to me. Yep, we've got a Hostess right. Twinkie as our first one. And I I haven't really had too many Twinkies. Wasn't there wasn't there the thing like three years ago that they were going to stop making Twinkies and people started hoarding them, or am I misremembering? Well, I did some research, and there's been a ton of bankruptcies and, and change of names in the... Uh, snack cake industry over the last few years it's been tumultuous mm. uh nobody knows who owns what or who makes what anymore but um yes i remember that vividly mm -hmm. and i also know that if you left those twinkies there on that plate in a hundred years they'll still be there uh, the house will be gone um but the, the twinkies will still be there 
Mm, that is high quality engineering right there. There's a famous scene in a movie we loved. Not, I, I can't really say it's famous, but a scene from a movie we loved growing up, Weird Al Yankovic, 1989, UHF which if you haven't seen it, it's pretty slapstick, but but pretty entertaining. It's got a lot of stars in it. And um, towards the beginning, he's in his apartment with the guy, actor's name I can't remember, but Bob is the character's name. And he makes a Twinkie Wiener sandwich, which is a Twinkie with like a 99-cent hot dog, 99-cent for the whole six-pack, like Oscar Mayer. And cheese was on top from the can, and I think he dunks it in milk, too. And it's, uh, I've never tried it. I, I could see how it would be good, but it also would be like 3,000 calories per bite. So it could be kind of rough. I've got my uh, seasonal egg, eggnog here to wash down each bite. I wanted to get a nice thick mucus going in between each bite of more thick mucusy stuff. Um, Dad, what are you washing yours down with? Uh, I believe this is uh, Marion Berry... Uh, vodka or something similar. Mm. Uh, I wanted to keep a local flavor. Yeah, we're going to be toasted by the time we finish here. You know, I did an episode once from Louisville or Lexington, Kentucky. I think it was in Lexington where I did a bourbon taste test live on the air. And we had like four or five different mini bottles. And by the time I finished, I think it was a work night too. I was pretty out there. But, you know, you got to do it for the fans. Um Okay, so, so Dad, I wanted to ask you before we move on to our next uh, taste test here. We are commonly plugging your newest business venture, Home Pride Oregon, on the podcast. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about your business, why you decided to start it, and uh, why people need a home inspection? Well, Home Pride Inspection Services is a full-service home, uh, home inspection business. Uh, we offer a variety of services uh, for those people who want to um, are selling their home and want to uh, get an idea of if they have any uh, issues they need to take care of before they put it on the market. Or mostly, I deal with uh, buyers who are uh, bu buying a home, and um, uh, in most cases, when you purchase a home, you're required to get it inspected. You normally have a short period of time, so I get a lot of calls from. Folks who are in the process of uh, closing on a house and need to get an inspection. So um, I've done this now for about three years, and I really enjoy it, and I look forward to continuing to grow my business in the future. Nice. And how many hours of preparation and testing work and certification did you have to put in to be fully certified? Oh boy, I would say probably well, several hundred hours it took to... Uh, go through the, all the training and uh, get certified, and then I had to take the state test, which was very difficult. Um, uh, even though I would passed all my tests through the uh, training program, I, I felt that the state test was quite tough. And um, yeah, it, uh, and then there's also, uh, I think, about 50 hours a year that I have to do in uh, training to keep my certificate going. So. Uh, I'm always trying to use some of my spare time to learn more about home inspection, and uh, every time I do one, I learn a little bit something new and see something I maybe have never seen before, and that requires me to dig in and do some more research. So I'm still learning, but uh, it's a great business. Yeah, and have you ever found anything really spooky or gross or anything like that, or is it usually pretty mm -hmm. PG? I have not 
had anything really, really bad that I would say at this, you know, that would cause a homeowner to turn and run. Um, I did one out in the boonies once. It was on the side of a hill and had to get up under the porch and, and look and see if the, uh, if it was, um, you know, going to not roll down the side of the hill. And mm. that's kind of a, a tough, tough call. So in that particular case, I told the uh, prospective buyer that they needed to talk to a structural en engineer. And so uh, a lot of cases I'll do that. I'll refer them to a specialist who might know more about a specific uh, situation. Uh, a lot of times you'll hear people say that a, a home inspector is kind of like a general practitioner when it comes to being a doctor. Uh, you kind of know a little bit about everything, but you don't have maybe have specific knowledge about uh, HVAC or you know, things like that. And so you would, if you have questions, definitely tell the prospective buyer that they should get a professional in that particular area to really look into it more deeply. Mm, good stuff. Thanks for sharing. And my last question before we do our second taste test here, you mentioned structural engineering. What's the last math class you took in your life? Uh, I believe it was called a short course in calculus, which was a um, calculus class for business majors at Eau Claire. And uh, it was kind of a dumbed down version of calculus, basic calculus, but mm -hmm. Uh, I was also dumbed down, so it was a, it was a battle, but I made it through. I passed. Was that the only calculus class you ever took? Uh, it was. Yeah, I oh. had advanced algebra, or you know, advanced algebra, and I tend to take a lot of um, because I was a management major. I had to take a couple of finance classes, which were very math heavy, mm -hmm. uh, but dealt more with um, um, different, not necessarily calculus, but sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't remember much about it, but it it was tough. I remember that. Mm. All right, good stuff. Yeah, I took uh, the first part of AP Calculus in high school, and I did not really like that. Math for me was always interesting because after you figure it out, it makes perfect sense. But until you get there, it was always a real pain in the butt, which yeah. is what physics was like for me, too. Yeah, um, I wish I was better at it, but... Uh I can add numbers in my head really good. Mm -hmm. Yep, there you go. All right, we are moving on to our second snack cake here. Again, our first one, if you're just joining the live stream, was Twinkies from Hostess. And so now we have one remaining Hostess product and two Little Debbie products. I don't know which one is coming up next, um, but let's get our hats back on here. And... Uh, Here's the plate. I'm removing the napkin. Hopefully, it won't knock down my mic this time. Here's the plate, and I'm reaching in to get it. I already know what it is, unfortunately. This one has a very um, unique or distinct texture. Very different than the other ones we're dealing with today, but here we go. Very tasty, nonetheless. So the texture on this one is, uh, you know, it's not quite as soft and doughy. As a Twinkie, it has a distinct flavor. There's only one thing this can be. What do you, what are you feeling, Dad? Boy, I'm. Uh, it's a lot easier because I already know okay, what I all bought. I'm trying to rack my brain as to uh, what uh, Hostess or Little Debbie. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely not a Swiss cake roll. That's correct. Um, yeah. Hmm. These were ones we had quite a bit. Growing up, um, I like them. They're pretty simple. 
still very high in calories, so you're not getting cheated. Mm-hmm. Is there more? There should be, yeah. I need to maybe try another one. Mm-hmm. It feels very thin. Yep. It's thin. There's a, a little bit of a kind of unique flavor that's not oh, just straight sugar. It just hit me. What do you think? That's an oatmeal cream pie. That's from two Debbie. for two. Ka-ching. <laughs> All right. You can remove your blindfold. Pops is hot. Had me there for a second. Even more impressive because he had no idea other than a quick glance into the bedroom by accident. But, yeah, this you see these oatmeal cream pies. They've got the distinct texture mm-hmm. and uh, just the slightest oatmeal flavor. But that cream in the middle is is also a little bit kind of thicker than I think a lot of these, like a Twinkie or something. So I haven't had one of those for a long time. I'd forgotten about the, mm-hmm. the classic oatmeal cream pie. Mm-hmm. Do you have a... Did you have any nicknames in high school, like oatmeal cream pie or something good like that? <laughs> no, no. But I do have a story about being in college. Okay. And um, I, when my last year of college, I lived on Farwell Street in Eau Claire. You lived on a Farwell Street? It was called Farwell Street. I lived Street. on a Farwell Street okay, in grad school. that's right. I mm-hmm. remember. Mm-hmm. In college? Uh, in grad school, yeah. In grad school. I lived on Farwell Street in Eau Claire, and we lived about half a block from Johnny's 76 station. And you could buy a box of Little Debbie's uh, Swiss cake rolls for 89 cents. That's good value. And uh, when you're a starving college kid, you know, that'll go a long ways. So we had a wall in our home. I guess I use the term home loosely, but our (laughs) rental house um, just with empty Little Debbie Swiss cake roll boxes. (laughs) And um, I like that. You go down, and for a buck, you could have uh, little Debbies. And mm-hmm. if I tried to do a whole box of little Debbies now, I probably wouldn't uh, feel so good. It's just too much sugar. The diabetes would kick in. <laughs> it's a lot. But uh, yeah, ate a lot of little Debbies. You know, for a lot of people, I can only speak to living in Chicago, but I assume this extends to a lot of like hip, trendy urban cities. Um, the cool thing is to have your alcohol bottles, wine bottles, vodka, et cetera. Once they're empty, you put them sort of on top of the the counter, or not the countertop, but the cabinets. And it's just kind of that way. I don't really know why. We never did that in any of my apartments, but my girlfriend's apartment is that way. Um, I don't really know why you do that instead of recycling, but that's kind of what it was like for you back in the, um, the, the late 70s, early 80s there, except with Hostess or little Debbie's in the house, so we uh, most of us like to have a box occasionally, and we stack them up against the wall. And I think eventually we got tired of looking at it and threw them away. But what was your rent per person like in that house? I think about one hundred and thirty dollars a month. Nice, that's the good life. Because my previous location on um, Niagara Street was only about eighty-five, but I was sleeping on a. A uh, piece of uh, card, or not cardboard, a piece of uh, plywood that was um, bolted into the wall. So um, <laughs> it sounds uncomfortable. When I, for 135, I got my own bed. There you go. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. I want to give a quick shout out to friend of the podcast, Matt Fiedler, who's commenting on our live stream on YouTube and saying that he would quickly run out of cabinet space. Um, I understand. I will too. I for those who don't know. Um, today's what day 360 
one, two of the year, leap year, so we had an extra one, without alcohol for yours truly. And I am very much looking forward to New Year's Eve once the ball drops. And I'm not going to cheat. We're doing Central Time, not East Coast. Seacrest can take a lap. I will be having a champagne toast. I won a bottle of champagne in a trivia game back in June, and it's been uh, aging in my fridge ever since. So I'm very excited for that. Did you you have any memories of New Year's Eve and in college? You guys ever do anything crazy, or is it pretty oh, tame? Oh no, we we always did something fun. I had a lot of good memories of New Year's Eves, but um, yeah. Yeah, um, nothing particular that I can bring up at this time. <laughs> Good times. Do you yeah. remember the last time you made it to midnight on a New Year's Eve? Oh, I think just about every every year I make. I try to make it no mm-hmm. matter what. Okay. Um, it's hard being on the West Coast because by the time the or the ball drops at nine yeah nine p.m. yeah and, understandable. Um, but uh, yeah, okay. always enjoyed staying up to, on New Year's and. Seen in the new year. Hopefully 2021 will be a vast improvement over this past year. Yeah, well, one fewer day, so hopefully it'll be just a lot more straightforward. Um, Okay, I think we are ready um, for taste test number three here. So again, we have already had, we started off with Hostess Twinkies. Then we had a Little Debbie Oatmeal Cream Pie. There are two left. I know which ones um, I've bought, uh, one Hostess, one Little Debbie. So I don't anticipate this being too much of a challenge. I will say the texture between these two is is pretty, um, it's a sharp contrast. And uh, I don't think we're going to have too many issues. I was worried maybe between two of them there being a texture similarity, but I'm not worried with what we have left. So let's get the blindfold going. And this is number three. I'm removing the napkin. Here is the plate, and let's dig in. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Cream filling on my fingers. (laughs) I'll get you a napkin. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's very um, chocolatey. There's some cream going on. It feels dangerously sugary. Yeah. Mm. So again, we got to be thinking here. I didn't do any deep cuts, and it could be Little Debbie or it could be Hostess. Um, I obviously know what it is. It was it was too easy for me, unfortunately, but. For dad, we'll give you some more time to discern. Mm -hmm. Go for it. Very, very sugary. I had a lot of uh, snack cakes when I was in high school. Once I got access to a car, very dangerous, especially during swim season. Oh, man. Pull into the McDonald's drive-thru. A couple McChickens, back when they were a dollar, maybe a McDouble, and I did a lot of uh, Big Gulp equivalents from gas stations. I figured if I was spending 50 bucks a week on gas, I might as well throw in a 69-cent 
40 ounce drink and uh, a lot of, a lot of grocery store, you know, one ninety nine Swiss cake rolls, et cetera. Needed my fuel. How's it, how's it going over there? Well, it's, um, my first thought was a Swiss cake roll from little Debbie, but it seems like it's a little too, a little too dense for that. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes when you leave your Swiss cake rolls out <laughs> a little too long. These ones have only been exposed for about 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, it doesn't quite have that little Debbie Swiss cake roll taste. Yeah, um, it's not a little Debbie Swiss cake roll. So it's got to be a hostess equivalent. Mm-hmm. Maybe along the lines of a ding-dong? You're right with hostess. It's not a ding-dong. Think more just generic, like classic, boring hostess. What would the grocery store stock? Um, there's, they have something that's... that's right. A ding-dong is the circular one that's mixed up with, that's similar to a ring-ding mm. from Drake's. Mm. Um, but there is also hostess... I'm drawing a blank on what that one is. I mean, this might be what I mean. What you're saying is a ding dong. I might that might be what it is. That's not how it's labeled. I might just be not familiar with that term. Ding dongs are more like a hockey puck. Okay, no, it's not that. This is a little this bit more three D. Like, this is more like it looks like a Swiss cake roll, but it's the version, the hostess version. So I'll, I'll say it doesn't look like a Swiss cake roll. It it's more of a three D object that has some volume to it and its appearance is notable for what's on top of the the sort of chocolate exterior could it be a ho-ho Mm-mm. you might not even know the name because it's it's really generic it's not like a weird thing it's it's just super basic and boring the only other chocolate one i can think of from hostess is a Suzy Q. Mm-mm. No. Mm. You got me stumped. Well, I'm I'm eager. I'm going to remove my blindfold. I'm eager to see what your reaction is to this. It's just oh, the classic the cupcake. Classic cupcake. Mm-hmm. Oh. The classic cupcake. Shame on me. Again, super easy for me because I bought it. Um, but yeah, it's just a... I didn't even know until I saw it in the store that it was just called a cupcake. I don't think... Um, I've ever just straight up bought these ones before, but yeah, if you can see on the live stream here, it's, it's chopped up already, so it's kind of tough, but you can see it's just the little cupcake with the white swirl, like the spiral swirl on top is what we were dealing with there. Yeah. I, you know, interestingly enough in the top 10 hostess snacks of all time ranked, the cupcake didn't even make the top 10. That's surprising to me. And I'm not as ensconced in snack kick knowledge as I probably could be but to me when I think of hostess outside of the Twinkie in terms of like classic what is this brand known for I'm thinking of a hostess cupcake at least in terms of looks maybe not in terms of name but that's like that image to me is very distinct I was never a big hostess cupcake guy so I don't uh, they were always a little too dense a little too chocolatey for me Sure. Yeah, it is very chocolatey, very sweet, and that um, that kind of cream icing in the middle is not doing us any favors. Yeah, but yeah, that that kind of swirl, that spiral on top, to me is very iconic, iconic unique, distinct, 
etc. Oh, looks like we have a special guest coming in with a white claw straight from the car. That is dangerous. Yikes. They do things different here on the West Coast. Sister, do you want to make a, a quick guest spot appearance on the podcast or no? It's your call. Come around. You say hi and we'll see what you're drinking. This is Sister. She's been on the podcast before. Hey, folks. How's it going? Oh, wow. There's a live stream. That's mm-hmm. cool. What, what, what flavors did you get? Ooh, off-brand. Good stuff. It's Costco brand, and it's better than White Claw. You better than White Claw? Wow. Well, only 100 calories, so you know it's got to be good. Grapefruit. I have a grapefruit flavor and the lime flavor. I couldn't decide, so I brought two, depending on what I wanted later. Are you able to drink two and then get in the car and drive home? I'm not drinking both of them. Mm. I just didn't know what flavor I wanted when I left the house. I understand. But now I know what flavor. By the time I drove over here, I want grapefruit. Okay. So you're just going to take the lime back with you, or are we going to chug it or something? I can leave it here so I have a hard seltzer when I come over. Yeah, that's smart. Give her a reason to come back. (laughs) We're going to get to our last one real quick here, but I I just wanted to mention, Ab, you're you're doing quite a project. Um, You have physically built your own room. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, we've had contractors help us with that, with the actual building of the room. Um, but I painted the baseboards. I just built my bed. I put together my bed right before I came over here. Um, painted the door. Um, put up drywall. Not today, but I've put up drywall and um, insulation and stuff like that. So. Wow, that is pretty cool. And it's your bedroom, right? Correct. Wow, how many square feet is it? It fits a full-size bed in it. She lost her tape measure, so know, it's kind of an unfair question. Well, any I'm guessing oh, around 150 feet. 150 square feet. Okay. Very good. Not bad. It, oh, it's 9 by or 10 feet by 12 feet. Oh, Dad was just telling us about calculus, so he can do the math on that one. Well, Make sure you I carry like the one. Multiply the two together. You should be able to do that. What's 10 times 12? 120. There you go. Square footage of your bedroom. Math live on the air is always trickier. Who says we don't need math? Mm-hmm. Uh, sister, any anything coming up in 2021 that you want to plug on the show? I heard there was going to be pizza over here. Mm-hmm. There's pizza coming up in about 10 minutes, so oh. we won't we won't get that live on the air. But thanks for checking in, sister. There's eggnog in the uh, the fridge. I know you love dairy, so help yourself. Thanks so much for letting me pop in. Yeah, good to see you, sister. We have a couple of comments here from friend of the podcast, Matt Fiedler. Back when we were talking about uh, bad food choices, he says, and a lot of Highlander sandwich cookies in high school, too. Absolutely. And I just want to quickly mention, let me make sure our stream is still going here. Um, those Highlander sandwich cookies, you get them for like $2, $2.50, and if you've never invested in sandwich cookies before, if you're looking for sheer value amount of food pounds of food per dollar spent you really can't go wrong with sandwich cookies they are they get old fast and uh in more ways than one but boy you'll get those three long sleeves for like two something it's hard to beat that value and then um 
Matt Fiedler also says, I know a guy that does home inspections if Abby needs one. Oh, that's that's good. He's probably a mutual acquaintance. Um, thank you to all the, the friends, fans, and followers who have tuned in to our Christmas special here. Um, Dad, did you have anything else about hostess in general um, or cupcakes specifically that you wanted to share before we move on to our last little Debbie taste test? Uh, well, I was just thinking back to when I first um, had enough money to actually go to the store and buy something for myself. And I remember um, on Sundays we'd go to church, and after church I used to walk up to the corner grocery store, and um, I used to like to get Hostess Snowballs. Okay. Those Um, have coconut? They've got coconut. They're like a big white ball filled with chocolate uh, and a little bit of cream. And... um, when I think back about it now, I probably would never eat them again because they're. I never liked the. Uh, thinking back, the, the, uh, surround the stuff that had the coconut on it, mm-hmm. the stuff that surrounded the chocolate was sure. kind of like, uh, chewy and kind of uh, thick, and mm-hmm. I, it, it was it was good back then, but I've kind of grown past that. I've grown out of snowballs, but I used to eat a lot of snowballs and a lot of cherry pies. Cherry pies, yeah. That's good stuff. Cherry pie. Mm. Cholesterol city. (laughs) Yeah, I never got into, you know, the snowballs or anything because I don't really like shredded coconut. I remember one time I think Grandma Sal or Grandpa Dave either brought or had, they were like baseball, baseballs basically. They had the little... um, not seams on them. Yeah, seams yeah. is the word I was looking for. And I was really excited to, to bite into it because it was a baseball, and I loved baseball growing up. And then when I realized it was shredded coconut, I was less enthused. But it's okay. It just kind of, they're just kind of all these little particles that get everywhere. I like coconut flavor, but the concept of shredded coconut is not my favorite thing. That reminds me, there used to be one week or slash night per year of, uh, Sunlight Kids, whatever you want to call it, Wednesday night children's programming at Rock Church for the game section where whoever was in charge, Tom Perkins, Commander Bob, whatever, they would bring in a coconut. I don't really remember why, what the purpose of that coconut was for, but I think one year we got to bring it home, which was a really big deal. I don't know if you remember what they used the coconut for. but I don't remember. I remember the uh, frozen whatever turkey for ice hockey <laughs> a lot of a lot of good memories a lot of rug burn in the old fellowship hall at rock church boy that is yeah you get uh, you play days of the week trying to get that big bowling pin in the middle your your shins are toast mm, but that was that was good stuff a lot of fun memories uh, many many years ago at rock church um, okay, we are moving on to our very last one. That's about all my uh, old MacBook can handle power-wise. So let's don our masks or uh, our, our hats one last time. Our, our third one, the Hostess Cupcake, was rather tricky. Um, this one I have a little bit more confidence in, so we've narrowed it down. We know that it's Little Debbie, and um, here is the plate. And let's imbibe in our last one of the Christmas special. So I can't really say anything because obviously I know what it is. But to me, this one's pretty distinct up there with the Twinkie in terms of how kind of straightforward it is for me, at least, based solely off of taste and texture. 
Yeah, that's a that's a classic little Debbie Swiss cake roll. Oh yeah, good stuff. And we have plenty for mom who just walked in and everyone else in the living room. There's lots and lots to go around. And this is just from the one or two that I open. I'm gonna. I hope that TSA is okay with me traveling with a lot of snack cakes. I don't know how often they get that, but I will say that last year I got my aunt Stacy, a uh, summer sausage, and she got that through TSA. So I, I think if we can do summer sausage, we can probably do some Twinkies. I bet if you offer the TSA guy a Swiss cake roll, mm-hmm. he'll let you through, mm-hmm. no problem. Mm-hmm. That is next level thinking. I will say Redmond is uh, where I have my TSA record, 17 seconds from handing over my driver's license to grabbing the bags off of the belt, whatever you want to call it. And um, thanks to TSA PreCheck, unofficial sponsor, plug uh, $85, I think, for five years. Not bad. Um, but, yeah, the, the Swiss cake roll, I think, is a classic, pretty easily recognizable. you have anything that you want to share about the Swiss cake roll? Uh, no, no. Um, they, they just they never change. They're always the same can always rely on a good Swiss cake roll. Mm-hmm. You know what you're getting going in, and um, they're awesome. Yeah, that is good Good, good stuff. Um, I know you've had your, your computer open and ready to go with a whole lot of facts and figures and stuff. Uh, was there anything else in general that you, you stumbled upon that you wanted to share that you thought was important? Uh, one thing I came across which was interesting was a... Um, Reference to Drake's Cakes, mm. which is a brand of American baked goods. Um, been around since the turn of the last century, not this past century. Um, very popular in the East, especially. Uh, they, they're known for their ringdings, yodels, and coffee cakes, which were made famous in a Seinfeld episode, Drake's Coffee Cake. Um, yeah. And I believe there's also an episode where George wants to bring ringdings and Pepsi to a dinner party. I was just talking about that episode where he wants to bring the jug of Pepsi instead of wine. And there's a whole big conversation about cultural norms. And sometimes I find myself agreeing with uh, Elaine and the wine. And then other times, you know, the game's on or something. You want some Pepsi. So although Pepsi would never be my choice. I know you, you drank some RC Cola Back in the day, I don't, is that your preferred cola brand? I like RC. It's, I think, definitely underappreciated. Mm. It's good stuff. I will take RC over Coke any day. Yeah, a little, a little tough guy. to find. And I don't know if you heard, uh, Coke has discontinued Tab, the uh, probably the first ever diet soda. They finally stopped making it this year or announced plans to stop making it, which is too bad. I don't know if you ever had tab before. You know, Grandma Sal drank a lot of tab back in the day, and um, I never could really get into it. So, yeah, we had a, a teacher uh, growing up who really liked tab, and uh, one time my friend Matt, who has just commented, "Thanks for watching, Matt." Uh, we brought her a twelve pack as as a gift, and we stumbled upon another teacher in the parking lot of the store who had never had it before, and we shared a can with him, and I think that's what the holidays are all about. Sharing tab. Warm tab, I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Warm tab with friends and family. Mm. Well, this has been a great, grand old time taste testing hostess and um, 
Little Debbie's snack cakes. And we had, we started with the hostess Twinkie. Then we moved on to the Little Debbie oatmeal cream pie. Third, we had um, the toughest one of the day. We had a hostess cupcake and we finished with the classic Little Debbie Swiss cake roll straight from the Alps. So you know it's good stuff. Um, Thanks so much, Dad, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it on your day off. Um, yeah, any any last things you wanna you wanna share or plug or uh, you know any uh, horse races that are a lock coming up that we should we should know about? <laughs> nope. I just want to wish everybody a happy twenty 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 one. It's a tough one to say. Uh, healthy and happy twenty twenty one and. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks for having me on, Quinn. Absolutely. Don't you kind of feel like Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer like this or something? Did you hear about Len Casper? No. Is he's, he in jail? No. He, Len Casper, for those who missed it, about a month ago announced that he's moving from the Cubs TV broadcast booth to the White Sox radio booth. He's taken over for Ed Farmer, which was obviously a big loss, disappointment for, for us Cubs fans. I don't think they've announced a replacement yet, but Len, Len's been doing Cubs games for about 20 years, um, so that will be a, a disappointment. But we'll still have Pat Hughes, which is good stuff for a couple, couple of years more. Well, I want to wish everyone a uh, Merry Christmas. We've got Walt commenting on the live stream from the other room. I actually don't know what that comment's about. What about Mr. Green? We're, we're playing Clue later, so maybe it's like a prequel sort of thing. I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're going to get that all sorted out, maybe turn on this Packers game. And uh, that's what we have. So Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Holidays, Kwanzaa, Chinooka for you Smokey Robinson fans out there. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate it. And I think we got our garage band, knock on wood, to uh, cooperate the whole time, which is very exciting. Um, new episode of Real Housewives, maybe next week. I'm not sure, but I will be back next week. The year three recap is going to be like last year when we just do a general, you know, hour-long special or so. Not like year one where I edited all the clips together because that took days and it was really painful. Um, But, yeah, we're going to have some supper here. And uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Um, If you are listening to the SoundCloud stream or your podcast app, you can find the live stream on my YouTube channel, Quinn David Furnace. You can watch the whole video. I think it's better for taste testing. But, um, yeah, that's what we got. So we'll come at you next week with the year three recap, and then we will kick off year four after that. Um, Thanks again to Dad for coming on the show. And uh, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Let's get our outro music going, and uh, we will check in on you next time. Bye.